everyone. I'm Kelsey Litchfield, joined by Karen Corrigan and Jennifer Campbell, and this is Girls Talk Ag. Today's episode is brought to you by Kubota. Together, we do more. All right, April 15th, the golden day, right, for planting, Karen? <laughs> Not if you look outside. Well, I guess it depends on where you are. I have a lot of backyarditis right now just because it's been so wet here. We did dry off a little bit yesterday, but it'll be a few days at least to really get some good conditions around central Illinois. Mm-hmm. What? Has anybody started anywhere? I know there's some anhydrous going on farther south. There's some stuff going on in eastern Iowa, or at least there was up until this last rain. Um There's not much going on in North Dakota under all that snow, but you know, farther south, they're still going. So I, um, there's a couple people I follow. We haven't started any, I don't, it's been too wet around here. I, I don't, I'm making a blanket statement here, but I can't think of anyone who started around here that I know of in, in, you know, the surrounding counties and us. Um, There's some fear for Sunday. You know, because if it rains on Easter Sunday, it's going to rain for the next seven Sundays. Oh, but see, in our forecast, they took it out for Sunday. So it was originally snow, actually. Yeah. So they forecasted it for snow like two weeks ago, and that chance just kept dropping. When I was uh, traveling, it was before April. I saw anhydrous going on around the Springfield area, and that was the end of March. Yeah, there was some planting in that area before this last rain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are places where the conditions are good. It's just not my backyard. (laughs) There's a lot of puddles around here. We got another inch um, just a couple days ago. So it is this Sunday in our area, the high is 52, but there is only a 7% chance of rain. Why 7%? Where do we get this? statistics very specific there's always a seven percent chance it's gonna do something right (laughs) well there's only a four percent chance on tuesday but we are expecting rain again on wednesday i tell you what and it's not gonna warm up anytime in the next 10 days if we don't get some warm weather around here it's uh, we're squishy yeah, we need the heat in order to get things really dried off pretty well. So I agree. I think we need some heat and wind. I know people hate wind, but well, it's we amazing. had wind yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but you combine heat and wind, and, and I'm no, I'm no agronomist or meteorologist or whatever. But I think when you combine that heat and wind, things dry up pretty quick. Yeah, we but, had some uh, drying yesterday with the wind, but we could still use some heat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about today, Kelsey? So this past week, let's, let's back up. So we are all Twitter users. Um, Girls Talk Ag is primarily on Twitter. I mean, we're on Facebook, but we, do, we would you say our bigger followings on Twitter? Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, that's where we started. That's where we, that's our foundation. Mm-hmm. So this past week, um, unless you don't follow tech news um, or it's been in the mainstream news. So unless you're 
then avoiding the TV and the internet, Elon Musk, um, he bought a share first in Twitter, 9% was it? Karen? That was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he bought a share in Twitter. Well, this week he has um, proposed, sent an offer to buy Twitter and people Which is a public are company. crazy. And he'd like to take the so public was- company back private. Back private. Okay. Yes. He was offered, when he bought the 9%, he was offered a seat on the board. Um, but in order to take that board seat, he had to sign something that said he would not acquire more than 14.9% of the company. And so he declined that and turned around and filed an offer to buy the whole thing. And it's um, at 54 point so $54.20 per share in cash, which is a 54 cent premium before on the day before he started investing in the platform. And what would be the reason to want to own Twitter? He is a big um, proponent of free speech and he believes that Twitter should reflect the values of freedom of speech, which they currently don't do. They ban people for just saying the stupidest of things or they're, it's very, um, you know, I had a tweet where I made the comment, I was going to kidnap Jen and we were going to take a trip somewhere and I got flagged for kidnapping. Yeah, I remember that. You still haven't (laughs) kidnapped me. I know. Uh, I mean, in general, he's a businessman. So you would think that he sees some opportunity in order to improve the company and sell it at a profit. I mean, that's what I would assume. I also say he's a businessman that that is in touch with um, what a lot of Americans are thinking, though, too. He's not completely just doing this off the ball. Like he sees some value and he he sees things that other people doesn't see either. Well, there's some conspiracy theories out there how he's going to use Twitter to drive the narrative on climate change so he can sell more Tesla cars. <laughs> so it's Twitter being Twitter. <laughs> so basically no one knows. I mean, that's, I mean, at this point, it's anyone's guess. Well, I mean, Basically, he said that, um, let's see, he said that Twitter has extraordinary potential and he will unlock it. So he doesn't feel, um, let's see, however, since the making of my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed into a private company. So he doesn't think it can rise to its potential in the format that it is now. And he plans to change it i don't uh, consider myself overly smart i don't consider myself stupid either but um there are just some things that aren't worth my time and energy to get involved in and chris and i disagree on this because chris loves issues like this like freedom of speech not that i'm i'm not opposed to freedom of speech but like yeah i'm for freedom of speech but i don't get overly involved in it do you, you know what i mean kelsey i mean i just it's something that I have very little control over. And so it doesn't consume my time and thinking. Mm-hmm. So, so things like this 
he has strong opinions on and I just am like eh, okay let's just keep moving on but I guess somebody has to stand up for this kind of stuff well there's a lot of issue right now around censorship the first amendment freedom of speech a lot of conversation around that and how the government's trying to um influence media into being a place of censorship i mean you have the hunter biden laptop story you have so many things out there where um social media or news refused to report on it now we're coming back a year and a half later oh it's actually true like i don't want to go in the past i just want to move forward but i believe people do have a right to freedom of speech and i don't want to see um i i just don't want to see people be silenced that's my biggest thing because I think we all should have an open forum and exchange ideas and have conversations and we're heading I believe we're heading in a bad direction with censorship and freedom of speech are you allowed to say that sure (laughs) I um there is there's so much um of course, the first thing I do, one of the first things I do, in case you're new here and haven't realized this is, is when it comes to things like this, I always ask Chris's opinion on stuff like, hey, we're getting ready to record. Oh, what are you talking about? And I tell him, and then I get a mile long list of things that he has to say or his opinions or screenshots of tweets. So one of the first ones that got me actually thinking about this was he told me this. Uh, somebody tweeted Max Boot. I don't even know who that is. Okay. To quote it, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. You know, content moderation is just another word for censorship. I don't even, I don't know who Max Boot is, dude. And and if you're listening, which I highly doubt, that was just a joke. I don't understand that last sentence. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. What the, how does, how does it's just like we need bigger government is, I mean, kind of the same stance, you know? They want more government involved in your life. So they want more content censorship to make sure that you're following the rules they want you to follow. I mean, the simple fact of looking up democracy, Googling the definition of it or looking it up in Webster's dictionary. Okay, but but we're not a democracy. We're actually a republic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) now you're confusing me don't do that (laughs) basically elon has isn't exactly aligned with a specific side of things and whatever someone is not aligned with what people want them to be aligned with then they're against them so i think that goes along with hate speech where did i see that at sorry well i mean there is I mean, if you, when you have free speech, you have an opening for a lot of misinformation because anybody can say what they want to say, whether it's true or not. 
So then people have the opportunity to do confirmation bias and follow only the people that they believe in, which, you know, if it's depending on the topic, that can be okay. And then, you know, on other circumstances, it can be kind of dangerous. So, you know, we have to decide is the freedom of speech worth the risk, which I think, you know, if you're for free speech, it probably is. Um, but the other ones also maybe want to follow a certain narrative and complete free speech doesn't allow that narrative to happen. So two, two things uh, we talked about. Uh, there is a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. I think that we've lost that, um, that distinction. I think a lot of people have lost that distinction. But I, I think that's one of the things is we don't even people have lost that line between what is actual hate speech and what is speech that they don't like. Um, it's it, not everything is hate speech just because you don't agree with it. Before we continue our discussion today, I'd like to highlight our sponsor, Kubota. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's built right, built ready, and proven for over a century. Tractors that are adaptable and versatile. Hay tools backed up by a two-year warranty. Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skid steers. There's farm work to do, and Kubota equipment is ready to get it done right. Learn more at KubotaUSA.com. And now, back to our discussion. I mentioned on the last episode that I went to the University of Illinois and talked to the AgCom, a couple of AgCom, Ag Communications classes, and Dr. Owen Roberts, who um, is there at the University of Illinois. We've had this conversation of, um, we've, and this was on a recent podcast for the Ag Communicators Network, where I interviewed um, Dr. Roberts and Greg Horsmeyer, who's the editor-in-chief at DTN, and we talked about how a lot of people have lost that critical thinking skill. You just read things just at the headline. You just read it as you see it and you don't come to form your own facts and opinions about it. And I've really thought about that within the past month of when I'm reading articles. Okay. Put your critical thinking cap on. Does this make sense? Is this fact? Is this opinion? And really differentiating between what is because the gray area, and we've talked about this, we've talked about it in previous episodes of you have to decide what you're reading and if it's fact or opinion and put that critical thinking cap on. And I think we've lost that. Oh, we have. And I think social media, and, and I love social media, so don't get me wrong, but I think social media has done that because it used to be when you watched the news, they were giving you the news. And if the newspaper came, it was the newspaper. And it was, it was, um, if it wasn't fact, it was in the editorial section. And I think that's all gone. And so, and I think that's where a lot of this on social media comes from. It's just, anybody can put out anything, which there again is free speech. And I agree, but when you, when you throw it up on Twitter or you throw it up on Facebook and it looks like a news headline, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're just assuming it is a news headline and they're not critically thinking about it or, or Googling it or, or even checking their Google sources. 
Well, and I think with 24 hour cable news, you know, we stopped oh. from news and we have a lot of commentary. And I think yep. people have a hard time, you know, separating the two. You do. Well, and Even the local news now is, is a lot of commentary. It's a lot of banter and commentary. I mean, the news reporters on report the news and then they don't ever say now we're skipping to editorial news, but they, they have an opinion. The news reporters have an opinion about what they just reported. Well, and I think that, I mean, that's how you need to be critical about what news you actually pay attention to. So personally, I like the news nation now, the actual news broadcasts, not, I haven't watched the commentary broadcasts, which I'm sure those are probably a little bit different, but um, it, if you look at the charts, it rates pretty well in the center and pretty factual compared to some of the other organizations. But I do watch some network news just to kind of see a little bit about what's going on too, just to see their, how they portray things or what they do or do not decide to portray in the actual news broadcast for the day. So going back to the Elon Musk and the Twitter conversation, do you think if if it were to happen, if he ends up buying out Twitter, how do you think, and this is a very broad question, but do you think it'll affect ag Twitter? Do you see people going off? Do you see, what What are your predictions? If it well, ag to- Twitter is a dumpster fire, so I don't see that changing. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dumpster fire. I, it's the only, I... I absolutely love ag twitter the good the bad the ugly i'm here for it all and no i i guess i don't see it going away because i think that those there are people in ag twitter who are involved in other things on twitter but we seem to in my opinion we seem to be very involved in our own world which is fine because that's what we do and i and but you know you've had those people who say oh my gosh i'm skipping out on twitter i'm going to what was that other one? Uh, Parlor that tried to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes back. Everybody comes back to Ag Twitter because the people they want to see are there and aren't switching. Like I don't need any more social media sites. I, you know, I just don't see. Well, and I don't, I don't know that it. I don't really see him, at least for now, impacting the lower level people like us. But possibly it might affect the news organizations that post um, maybe celebrities, you know, governmental, I mean, you know, people that are more important than, you know, what we tweet about. I I I agree with that 100%. Could it affect them possibly? Will it affect ag Twitter anytime soon? No, not in my opinion anyway. Elon Musk was in Toronto, I believe, doing a TED Talk. Um, You see the it was this past week and someone had asked him, okay, so what's your, what's your plan B? You know, if, if you don't um, buy Twitter goes, I do. That's all he said. And the host asked, well, can you explain what your plan B is? What is your plan B? We'd like to know. He He goes, I'll explain more in the future. So he's thinking beyond this too, if he doesn't end up actually buying Twitter and people have rumored that he'll start his own social media platform. Well, we've seen people try to do that, but I think he's really trying to buy what's already there because it's heck of a undertaking to create a brand new social media site and have people join. 
I agree. I don't, you know, people all the time say, oh, I'm going to leave Facebook. I don't like their analytics or I'm leaving Twitter. And so far they've, they're still here. And I don't, does, did anybody, did either of you try parlor? No, no. Uh-uh. I, I can't add one Instagram. more social media. I can't either. I, I try to keep up with Instagram and I suck at Instagram. Um, all these people making these reels and they change their, their, uh, they constantly change that algorithm and mm-hmm. I can't keep up with that. I am a very like, just, I want it in a very orderly fashion. I want to see, I'm more of the not so popular person like myself. I'm not so popular, but also I want to see everyday stuff, not the stuff that's trending. I'm not a trending kind of person algorithm. Now I'm going to, I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. I think But <laughs> Facebook, I always go to most recent to see what the most recent thing is. But honestly, when I post on Facebook, it's so I can see the memories a few years from now and not really about anything else. <laughs> I agree. I do that most of the time. Like on farm wife feeds, I post so others will click on shit for me, but but for my personal page, yeah, it's the memory stuff. Um, so worth the memory game, which which Facebook is amazing at. Well, I just think if people aren't satisfied with social media, they're going to find their own way to disseminate information. Um, one popular platform is Substack. Have you heard of Substack before? Nope. So Never. it's this it's this online newsletter type format. But for the most part, anyone can post on there. And that's what they pride themselves in is freedom of speech. And um, people can pay. So there's a subscription price. People are making money off of their newsletters. And it's everything from tech to food to entertainment. Um, I know there's a Substack agriculture newsletter that I get every Sunday morning. And I'm so sorry, the name's not coming to me at this point, but it's Ag Tech. Um, Shane Thomas, I believe it is. And so people, if they're not satisfied with Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be, they're going to other places to share their information and getting paid to do so. So I don't think if Twitter goes down, it's not going to be the end of the world. It might be the end of my world, but the world doesn't (laughs) revolve around me. Chris has to tell me that every day. Um, Yeah, no, and I agree. I don't, I don't think, yeah, the world isn't going to fall apart. Um, Before we finish up our episode today, I'd like to highlight our sponsor, Kubota. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's built right, built ready, and proven for over a century. They're tractors that are adaptable and versatile, hay tools backed by a two-year warranty, Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed, and productive SSV skid steers. There's farm work to do, and Kubota equipment is ready to get it done right. Learn more at KubotaUSA.com. And now, back to our episode. But if it does, or Twitter goes down, if someone could text me where Ag Twitter goes next, so I know and I don't feel left out, that'd be great. Just throwing that out there. They're going back Uh, to the coffee shops. Wish we had coffee shops, but you know what? If we honestly, if we relied solely on coffee shops, there would be a whole lot of backyarditis. Number one, and number two, I would not know you girls, and I would not know some of the people I talk to every day in my phone, and I would be sad. 
Yeah, I had that thought earlier when we were talking about Twitter. You know, it it provides a space for people to have conversations. Sometimes they're negative, sometimes they're positive, but it, I've gained new perspectives from being on social media and reading, but I'm trying to be more careful because anyone could put anything on there, but then it's up to me. I'm taking it upon myself to put critical thinking into it and drawing my own conclusions and also knowing when to log off to I think, I think we should take more responsibility within that ourselves. And it reminds me of our super fan, Stan. He says, you know, you get in what you put out, you put in crap, you get crap out. So it's important to, you know, court and not um, to, what's the word, you know, to make sure that you're following good people and, you know, mute those that aren't really contributing anything to you or unfollow them. So, Mm -hmm mute certain words yeah mute certain words but to also be open-minded i mean there is stuff out there that isn't um you may not 100 percent agree with but is it isn't junk either i mean just be open-minded um Mm -hmm. be a kind human don't be a douchebag i mean we've said that from day one Um, but i think you have to curate your feed you know for so that it's a good experience for you yeah, you know, you I don't need to waste don't. my time on some of these off the wall type posts. So, and that's true. You don't, I mean, yeah, you need to figure out what, there's no reason in getting mad over somebody else's crap that you can't yeah, either help just unfollow, mute, scroll on. Yep. All right. So as we wrap up here, any last things you want to share? Be careful, please. Be very careful out there, whether you're driving to work or driving a tractor or let's just be kind humans and make it through this, please. That's my Amen. The last few weeks, the McLean County Farm Bureau has been doing our rural route safety days. So we've been taking large equipment and machinery and semis to a couple of the local high schoolers and having them sit in the equipment. We also took some sprayers and have them, you know, try to see the car we parked behind. And um, just so they get an idea of how, you know, and to walk along the equipment to see how long it is and to understand, you know, what how they can safely move around the equipment and when it's best to try and pass versus not pass at all. And so that's been um, something we've been doing the last month or so here. And we had done it prior to the pandemic, but we're hoping to hit at least a couple of the schools each semester and, and make sure that they have that perspective, whether it's the semi or the planter tractor, the combine, the sprayer, um, just to help us, you know, have our have our rural roads and even our county highways be a little bit safer. I love that. I've been watching your Facebook posts. I um, I think that's such a good idea. I have, have a, a 16, uh, 31 split Kinsey that pivots in the middle and people get up behind me all the time and right up behind me and I cannot see. I even have a camera on the back of mine, but you get right up behind me almost underneath that planter and I can't see when you're back there. And um, I don't take up the whole road. I can pretty much stay on my side, but you, you can't see around it either. So you don't know if someone's coming at me and 
it, it it makes my butt sweat i'm not gonna lie so well, i just be careful i echo that please be careful as we're getting spring planting season under the way um, that goes for farmers and consumers that goes for everyone um, you know, with the weather getting warmer, I think the trends do say we tend to see more accidents as the weather gets warmer. So just be careful out there. Um, I do have a fun announcement. Um, so the Ag Communicators Network, um, they are rebranding their podcast. So it used to be the AgCom Network podcast, rebranding it, rebranding it to be called Above the Fold with the Ag Communicators Network. Fun fact, do you guys know what Above the Fold means? It's the newspaper fold. Mm-hmm. The newspaper fold, isn't it? So everything that's above the fold is like what you need to know. That's what attracts people's attentions. It needs catchy, um, graphics. So we've rebranded the podcast to bring you the latest news, headlines, trends, and stories. And yours truly, along with Holly Spangler, is going to be co-hosting. So so, um, you can find Above the Fold with the Ag Communicators Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast network. So just thought I'd do a little shameless plug about that um and if you're interested in hearing more about ag media that's where you can go congratulations good job thank you thank you thank you all right anything else nope i think just as we get later in spring again everybody's going to be want to move and be careful and and not only be careful on the roads but i'm going to tell you that chris has had a couple of days for the books you guys that are just when you're in actual fields or working on equipment you need to slow down and think about what you're doing because that's a good way for you guys to get hurt as well when you're trying to do too many things at once and we get in a hurry later in the spring trying to get planting done you're moving too fast you're not it takes a few extra seconds to slow down and make sure you're doing it safe let us remember that at least in this area the later planted corn has done well Although my beans that got snowed on last year did really well. So, but anyway, slow down, take a deep breath, get some sleep, get some sleep and have you think fun. You have a lot of work. Yeah. And have fun. You think you have a lot of work to do now. Think about if you have to quit because somebody gets hurt, just makes more work and go for free speech. <laughs>